Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for becoming more customer-centric and accelerating revenue growth. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, CEO at Momentum ITSMA, a global B2B growth consultancy and advisory firm. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Something we often talk about, we know that is ABM is different at every organization. A lot of it comes down to your culture, your context, and, and how you're aligning as, as a sales and marketing team. So to answer some of those questions, we've asked Eric Martin, account-based marketing lead at AWS, to join us. Eric, great to have you with us. Great to be here, Alicia. Thank you for the invitation. Eric, I've um, followed your career and um, you know we, we've worked together over the years. I, I'd love for you to um, kick us off with a bit of a, a brief history on uh, your career so far and how you started with, with account-based marketing. Sure thing. I've been in B2B marketing for the entirety of my career, and most of that's been in the space of enterprise software and related services. So, uh, Alicia, we've, we've known each other for a while, and you know that I was with SAP for quite a while, a total of 18 years. Um, so that's been perhaps the bulk of my career, but I've also um, worked at enterprise services organizations like Deloitte in their marketing department, the Hackett Group, which is another professional services organization. And before SAP, I worked with one of their early competitors, Bond, in their marketing department, which will bring back memories for some of your listeners, perhaps. But, um, you know, in, in summary, it has been all B2B marketing and mostly in this enterprise software and sales and, and services space. And, and talk me through, Eric, how you started with account-based marketing. Many many of our listeners will know you as heading up um, and, and spearheading a lot of SAP's ABM initiative. Is that where, where it started for you or, or were you already engaged in forms of account-based marketing at Deloitte or Hackett Group? That was where my direct involvement started, was with that SAP role. But before that, when I was at Deloitte, there was a very influential book that I know you'll remember, uh, the Pepper and Rogers one-to-one marketing book. And that was starting to influence how we did some things at Deloitte. And one of my colleagues was covering the financial services industry and targeted a very large bank in the U.S. that at the time Deloitte did no business with. And through a case study that she eventually put together, we could see how a year and a half of very focused marketing, including primary research that Deloitte did on behalf of that bank, won them a big new relationship. And so that was always in the back of my mind. And then when I went to SAP, I moved through field marketing roles and I had a product marketing role. I spent a lot of time in channel marketing, including leading that in North America. And then my manager at the time for that channel marketing role had also initiated ABM within SAP. After seeing how well it worked at, at IBM, he wanted to bring that to SAP, had worked with ITSMA previously. Um, so many of us were certified. And not long after that, the opportunity to lead that function within SAP opened up and, and I jumped at it. 
Fantastic. We're looking forward to talking a bit more about uh, your SAP experience versus what it's like at AWS, two very different organizations. Before we go in, um, Eric, you've spent a a decent chunk of your career focused on account-based strategies, account-based programs. What what keeps you engaged? What's exciting about ABM from your, your, your perspective? I feel that the time invested in my career up to this point has prepared me well for an ABM role. And what I really like about ABM is I get to read back into many of those things. So for instance, you know, we're looking at the strategy drivers at our customers and what causes them to undertake certain strategic initiatives that may or may not be related to what we have to offer to them. But understanding their business and then understanding a much different business and three others over here that look much different. You know, all of that relies on my my business background, my educational background to understand the bigger picture. And then I can also rely on the marketing that I've done throughout my career to make recommendations. How should we approach this challenge from a marketing standpoint? So the time I've spent doing field marketing and indirect marketing and product marketing, um, digital events, all of that uh, makes its way into the, the ABM sausage at some point. But uh, one of the other things that I really like about ABM is if I compare it to other marketing roles and B2B marketing, we often find ourselves in roles where you're doing a lot of the same things over and over, the same industry events or the same company-led events. And some of that stuff works very well. But as an individual, I think most of us have growth needs beyond doing that same thing over and over. So I really feel that in taking on the ABM responsibility about seven years ago at SAP, that allowed me to use other parts of my brain that maybe I hadn't been using. And Eric, I'd love to hear a bit about your current role. So you're you're now um, leading account-based marketing at AWS in, in North America. Tell me a bit about that. I'm, uh, I'm about six months in, and I joined AWS to lead an ABM function within the Americas. And AWS is, of course, a very big company, right? Um, $60 billion in, in revenue, uh, and has just been growing uh, like a rocket ship. So my role is to establish an ABM function first within the Americas, and then look where we might syndicate that in other regions throughout AWS. Um, I have one of the very, very few roles that has the luxury of being able to spend 100% of my time on AWS. So I can look at processes, I can look at various uh, market elements that might differ from one portion of our market to another and how you'd adjust ABM accordingly. So it's, it's a real nice role for someone that has spent time in ABM and now gets to build out that function in a company that has as one of its core leadership principles being customer obsessed. Um, so with the with the customer obsession that that Amazon prides itself on, the resources that we have available, uh, and the customer base, I think there's there just seems to be a, a wonderful opportunity to to build and codify an ABM function. 
Um, yeah, I mean, customer obsession, as you say, is built into AWS's purposes. I'd, I'd love to just pause and reflect for a moment, if we can, the, the differences between SAP who are selling and, and marketing or large ERP platforms. I know they, they've moved uh, more so into the cloud space versus AWS who come in to the enterprise market in, in quite a different way. Would you mind just giving a, a bit of a, a high level view of uh, who SAP are and versus a, AWS as, as, as businesses before we double click on, on their ABM programs? I think that's a, that's a good idea because it'll help explain, I think, how ABM gets applied differently in each organization. Um, SAP is a 50-year-old company, Germany-based, um, long heritage of enterprise software, including very early success in the 1970s. And some of their customers have been with them 30, 35 years and are, you know, SAP wall-to-wall shops. As a mature business, they had a segment of strategic customers that could very reliably be counted upon to contribute a, a pretty significant portion of revenue. So uh, the challenge is at that company with ABM was really to think about how do we show up for those strategic customers in a highly relevant way and help them navigate to the next stage of their digital transformation. One more thing about it, SAP, they transformed their company many times. And most recently, it's been this transition from an on-premise to a cloud-based company. Some of that was organic growth. Some of that was growth through acquisition. But the upshot of that for a marketer was that SAP has a product list of about 4,000 different products that they can sell into even the longest standing customers, continue to have white space, and and need help in buying decisions. You can contrast that to AWS, which was founded in, in 2002, and probably most listeners know the origin story, but I mean, obviously, Amazon.com is a tremendous success story, and the computing power needed to run and scale that type of successful digital-first business became a, a differentiator for Amazon as part of their overall strategy. And Amazon saw a way to take that differentiator of scaling cloud computing needs and offer that as a new service to the marketplace. So in 20 years, it's become a $60 billion company. That kind of growth, and it's 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 um, it's exponential some years. It's double digits all years. And that kind of marketing to support that kind of growth in a market that's still has low penetration rates means that the big marketing per opportunity for AWS is is greenfield. It's net new opportunity. It's companies that may have started their cloud computing journey, but the majority of that journey is still in front of them. So an awful lot of making the market and reaching out to companies that have not yet decided on this category. And that's vastly different than SAP, where the category was well-established. You were working with, in many cases, existing customers. In some cases, they had something else installed. At AWS, as I said, it's a lot of greenfield. And so the marketing strategy at AWS is, is much more predicated on volume and 
winning new market. And that, that sets up marketing as a whole differently, and it sets up ABM differently. Um, two very stark, you know, great picture you've painted there of uh, SAP versus AWS, you know, very different offerings, very different business models, and, and sounds like, you know, incredibly diverse objectives with, with accounts and customer types. How has, if we look at SAP, how has the long-standing relationships that SAP have in 35 plus years, there's a lot of history, lots of knotty context with it, with accounts. How has that affected your thoughts, your, your, your ABM strategies? How has that changed things? It brought both pros and cons. On the pro side, it was wonderful to work directly with customers. And many of those customers, long-standing strategic customers, or SAP advocate. So they were very receptive to working with marketing, thinking about you know the next couple of years of their IT roadmap. Um, some of the cons were there may be uh, some thorny pilot to navigate that had built up over the years. There may be buying habits of some of the customers, i.e. relying on deep discounts that were ingrained and uh, might be hard to, to shift a customer from that kind of buying pattern. One of the dynamics that we clearly saw at SAP was that for years and years, SAP's primary relationship was with the CIO uh, at an organization. And as SAP grew its portfolio and buying authority increased in lines of business, you now had buyers in HR or supply chain or marketing or finance. And the relationships with the CIO would sometimes be a hindrance to developing relationships with those newer buyers. The CIO often still wanted things to come through her or him and forbade SAP to market or sell to those other lines of business. So the creativity of ABM helped us in some cases work around that. Yeah, so it, the, the long relationships were both a help and sometimes a, a challenge. Mm -hmm. And, and it sounds like you've used those to um, the, the strength and that clearly that's informed your, your account-based marketing strategy. What, what, what about sales alignment? If I look at AWS and you've talked about this double-digit growth and you know, it's very much a volume game, um, as, as you're looking to go deeper into accounts, is, is that creating a different type of sales alignment approach when, when you think about partnering um, with the account teams? It does. Um, I mean, just culturally, mm -hmm. there's more of an even dynamic between marketing and sales at AWS. I mean, Amazon, you can think of as a marketing-led company was their heritage, where at SAP, there was very much a sales-dominated culture. And uh, sometimes they wanted marketing's help and sometimes not. I think that at AWS, it's, it's much more likely that you get a, a seat at the table in quicker fashion with our sales colleagues. The other dynamic that, um, that is really similar between the two and that I was able to look at at SAP and, and apply similar thinking at AWS is we're often selling to a committee of buyers over a long, complex sales cycle. So there are many people that have to be influenced and convinced along the way. In both companies, the ultimate decision is often board level and often has a heavy finance justification component. Uh, and so both of those things are, are similar dynamics at each company.
And just reflecting on those long sales cycles, I mean, clearly both AWS, SAP have uh, complex offerings. You, you've talked about SAP having over 4,000 products or, or SKUs that they can take out to the, their customers. Is the offering also uh, shaping your, your ABM strategy in, in different ways? How are you thinking about the propositions of, of the two organizations? There are different dynamics. Um, and just to compare quickly AWS and, and SAP, you know, with AWS, I said it's relatively early days of the category. So you may be talking to buyers that are concerned that that's a big leap for their organization. Uh, they may be thinking they don't have the requisite skills on their staff yet. And so they need assurance crossing that chasm, use a a popular business phrase. Whereas at SAP, I think that, that the chasm wasn't so much in place. The, you were talking to buyers that had more experience and therefore perhaps more confidence in some of those buying decisions uh, and less of a, a nurturing and a justification needed for the overall category. Just reflecting on um, talent and, and infrastructure that you've got access to, thinking about AWS um, as a high growth organization, marketing led, as you've touched on. Have you got access to a really strong bench of talent? Have you got access to lots of infrastructure? Or is it uh, really a case of piloting things and you know, failing fast as, as I often hear from, from many of your AWS colleagues? Well, on the talent front, that's been a very gratifying thing to meet people around the company that are doing ABM in some form currently, or they have at a previous employer. Um, and so when I mentioned that I was launching an ABM program, it's not completely from scratch. There are things that are working around the world at AWS that I can learn from and incorporate. So that's been helpful. In terms of infrastructure, um, all Amazon companies are very much data-led. And so there's no shortage of data to help us make decisions. Sometimes, in fact, the challenge is, is uh, narrowing it down to the most relevant data rather than just whatever data is available. So, so that's, that's been helpful, too, is leaning on data to make some decisions, including segmentation and buying patterns. Uh, so that's been really helpful. Uh, and then the, the third thing I'd just say about the dynamic at, at AWS is there's very much an entrepreneurial culture there that the company continues to pride itself on despite the size of the company at this stage. Um, and, and within Amazon, they refer to it as a day one approach. Continue to look at the business as if it's day one. So whether it's me or just about anyone else within marketing, we can initiate new ideas, get a very fair hearing. And if we have a good case, that can quickly be absorbed into how we go to market. Brilliant. So sounds like at AWS, there's a real embracing of an account-based mindset. There are lots of uh, principles that are getting embedded into marketing and you're in the luxurious position of being data-driven, ha having access to lots of data points and this real entrepreneurial spirit. Sounds like a fantastic uh, culture and, and a platform really to, to develop and evolve your ABM program. Thinking about culture, I'd, I'd love to explore with you, Eric, um, you know, we were seeing different ABM strategies of every shape and size in, in various organizations. Is it possible just to lift what you were doing at, at SAP and replicate it at AWS? Or, or, or does your go-to-market and internal capabilities end up 
really, really reshaping how you're applying account-based marketing? It, uh, it very much shapes how we apply ABM. Part of the attraction for moving to AWS for me was thinking, well, it's in a very similar market, selling to many of the same companies and individuals. Um, and so I thought that there would be a lot that was, as you said, easily lifted and taken from one place to another. Some of that is true, but uh, uh, there are quite a few different market dynamics that make it different. You know, I talked a little bit about the Greenfield opportunity for AWS, and that means that a much heavier percentage of the ABM that we'll be incorporating here will be one to few, shorter in duration, less of an investment on a per account basis, maybe more reliant on data, uh, and helping a sales team that has higher account density. And by that, I mean they have more accounts, sort through those accounts, especially those that don't have a relationship yet with AWS, and determine from their patch, where should I spend my time? That's a great, valuable add to a sales team, but it's different than the challenge that I had at SAP, which was much more about individual accounts, most of them install base, and looking for the white space within those accounts and cross-selling and upselling. Whereas at AWS, it's much more of an initial sale. I'll add to that that one of the things that I, I am able to take from the SAP experience is we do have a category within the AWS customer base that we consider um, low billing. They have, they're working with us, but there's much more potential spend there uh, for them in AWS. And so, um, you know, just like at, a at SAP with those larger com customers, we can try to grow uh, the account penetration within some of these accounts at AWS. Yeah, got it. So very, very different account objectives, and they, those sound like they're driving a, a different strategy again. You, you and I, Eric, have seen um, programs and strategies of, of various shapes and sizes. Is there one thing that stands out for you in all ABM programs that's good and remains consistent, uh, if you will, regardless of organization culture or offering or sales setup or coverage? Good ABM programs work backward from the customer and are 100% aligned with sales. So let me contrast that to, you know, ABM has become such a buzzword across the industry that there are marketing organizations that believe they can do ABM without the involvement of sales. You know, it's a marketing-led initiative only and without knowing a whole lot about the customer other than the firmographic data that we've relied on for decades as B2B marketers. So, you know, if, if, if that's the approach, I don't think that is a good ABM program. In fact, I wouldn't even call it an ABM program. Um, I would go back and think about how, to, what, how much do we know about customer expectations and their business challenges and the unique ways that we can solve them and work forward from there rather than what can marketing do in our ivory tower? No, fantastic piece of advice. Always, always start with the customer. And let's just talk a little bit about marketing maturity. Have you, have you found it easier to embed ABM in organizations that are, are generally more marketing-led? Or, or has, has that created other types of resistance or, or perhaps some shadow ABM-esque activity going on? That's probably been my biggest learning in the transition from a 50-year-old company to a much younger one uh, that is in still in rapid growth mode. AWS has been go growing so quickly that some of the more mature marketing functions that I have become dependent on at SAP are still being formed at AWS. And if you think about, you know, for, for listeners that 
do have an ABM role or do, that do know ABM roles well, there's an awful lot of dependencies that come with these roles. Are there colleagues doing advanced digital advertising or targeted social media? How mature is your events function? Is it mature enough that these events, you could build ABM threads within them? Or is the event itself still kind of rounding into shape? The lead management function and where the handoffs take place with sales, whether it's direct or indirect, those things play a big part of it. You know, the lead scoring mechanisms and how that then dictates the interaction um, with sales. All of those things really matter. And if you're in an organization where some of that is still moving toward best practice or maturation, it just presents a different challenge in that you have to work with the systems and tools and processes that are currently available and then maybe map out the 2B. You know, as marketing matures, how will ABM mature as well? By the way, um, you know, one thing that's been a constant for me is looking at ITSMA's ABM maturity model. And it's a, a real good touchstone as I think about both of these roles and, and think about how you build it. It's, it's really a good color by number approach to thinking about the various elements of ABM. Thank you for that, Eric. Um, I was leading me on to my one of my questions, really, which is, what, what are you taking to every ABM program? You know, I've got a huge amount of respect for you, Eric, and the combination of business and, and marketing excellence really shines through in in, in this conversation. Um, what, what would your advice be to leaders who are looking at uh, setting up a, a new program, perhaps they're trying to take best practice from our marketing excellence award winners or, or from from marketing leaders like yourself, what, what, what can they replicate and what needs to be completely custom or designed for their own organization? One thing I would say to those type of leaders is that the, the ABM discipline has really matured in the last five to 10 years. You know, the MarTech that we can rely on is very helpful. The personalization available to us now, even for forms of mass marketing, uh, is much more sophisticated than a few years ago. Uh, the, the bar of entry is lower than it's ever been. Um, even for you to find ABM talent, um, it's been seeded much more in the, the marketplace, thanks to organizations like ITSMA and Momentum. Um, however, start with the use case. And at a big company like AWS or SAP, there's plenty of use case opportunities. Where would ABM be best applied? Is the cost justification there? It, it won't always be, right? And so you need to be thoughtful about where it's applied instead of just rushing headlong into it. And I would also look at a sales readiness and sales willingness to, uh, to use ABM. Um, you know, Alicia, one of the things that I've really benefited from in my relationship with your organization is the ABM Council that I've been a member of for close to seven years. And uh, for, for those listening that, that aren't familiar with a council like this, I sit with my peers from some of the best marketing organizations across IT and services and compare notes and pretty open and transparent dialogue. We always, of course, have a, 
agreement that things won't leave that room. Um, but that's helped me look at and analyze other marketing organizations beyond the two that I've been directly working for. And that's been really helpful because it's led me to ABM innovations that maybe I hadn't thought about based on the culture I was coming from. It led us to try new things. It's helped me sometimes bring in outside speakers from your organization or from other member organizations that have helped us see that we were on the right track at times or challenged us. So it sounds like you've really embraced outside in thinking and, and really infused that with, with your strategy, but all of it comes back to starting with the, the use case. I, I so often see sales leaders or, or marketing leaders get excited about ABM, but actually the cost justification just isn't there. It's it's over-engineered for, for the approach they're looking for. So I think some fantastic advice there, Eric. Thank you. And you've talked about it a little bit on this episode and really have appreciated uh, your, your support over the years, Eric. You, you know Momentum ITSMA for, for a long time now, and we were together at, at Marketing Vision uh, last week. Um, what, what I'd love to close on, you're, you're a, a really respected marketing leader in the community. But what, what's your value as you see it of Momentum, ITSMA coming together? So I think the, the combination of ITSMA and Momentum represent for me the combination of, of theoretical research-based subject matter expertise advice that ITSMA provides on B2B marketing and, and ABM specifically. You combine that with the very pragmatic, actionable approach that Momentum offers and the agency resources and the background that Momentum has in doing ABM-specific marketing work. I think it's a very powerful combination. It's it's a one-stop shop for someone like me that says, what's your advice and how do I do it? Fantastic. We really appreciate you shaping so much of, of what we do and you know, participating in both the councils, uh, but also as an active member of uh, our community and Growth Hub. It's been fantastic uh, talking with you on this episode, Eric. Thanks so much for sharing the, the contrast and, and your thinking as it comes to uh, shaping and, and defining your ABM program at AWS. Well, thank you very much, Alicia. I, um, I know we've talked a fair amount about your organization, but um, I... I would not be nearly as able to analyze and diagnose and recommend an ABM approach without the aid of, of the thought leaders at your organization. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for joining us, Eric, and looking forward to, to seeing the success that you drive uh, over the next seven years at uh, AWS. So am I, believe me. <laughs> thanks, Eric. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum ITSMA, a leading B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. Learn more at MomentumITSMA.com.